This is episode 123, Being Strong is Overrated with Kelsey. Welcome to Over It and On With It. I'm your host, Christine Hassler, and for over a decade, I've been a life coach, speaker, and author. Each week, you'll hear me work directly with a caller as I coach them through a goal they want to accomplish or an obstacle they may be facing. I'll provide a blend of practical and spiritual advice as well as tangible actions you can apply to your own life. Now, let's get on with the episode. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Over It and On With It. I've got two fun things to announce right in the beginning here. First, we're going to be starting a free Over It and On With It community where you all can interact with each other, where you can comment to people that have been on the show, where you can interact with me. So stay tuned for that. It's going to be totally free. It's another way that I can support you and that you can connect with a tribe of like-minded people. So if you're not signed up for my newsletter, go to christine at christinehasser.com and sign up. Follow me on Instagram and Facebook as well because that's where I'll be making all the announcements about that. Like I said, it's going to be free. And I am headed to Australia. I know I've got a lot of people over on that side of the world who listen to the show. So I'm going to be offering one-on-one sessions, which is rare. I don't even do that here in the States, half-day intensive and full-day intensives. And I am going to be doing a workshop for health and life coaches. It's going to be a two-day event, the first day on the art of coaching, because I believe the best way to build your business is to become a really freaking good coach. And the second on building your business and making money as a coach. So I want you to be masterful and profitable. And I know that over in Australia, health coaching and life coaching isn't as well known as it is in the States. So for a lot of you, it's a harder sell. I started as a life coach in 2004 when no one knew what the heck it was. So I understand. And I really am passionate about helping coaches because there's not too many of us. The world is in a time where we're, we are going to be so, so needed. So if you're interested in any of those workshops, one-on-one sessions, email jill at christinehaster.com. She'll put you on the list. And then once I get everything sorted out with the venue and my schedule, you'll be alerted straight away. I'm already practicing my Australian. We, we don't say straight away in the States. We say right away. So be sure to email jill at christinehasser.com. I'm amusing myself over here. Okay. So today in our coaching session, Kelsey calls in and she feels blocked financially and is looking for advice on how to get unstuck when it comes to her dead-end job and finances. But we don't actually end up talking about her dead-end job or finances at all. And this is typical because oftentimes what someone is struggling with is a result of a deeper pattern. And if we treat whatever problem or challenge they're dealing with like in the now like dealing with not liking a job or not being financially secure by looking for a new job or budgeting without treating the deeper underlying past issue or pattern that created it, most likely you'll get short-term results, but it'll never feel resolved and you'll keep experiencing the same challenge over and over and over again. This will make a lot more sense as you listen to the episode. And while you do, I encourage you to consider what challenges you're attempting to overcome by taking external action without really dealing and healing with the stuff that created the problem in the first place. The title of this episode is about how being strong is overrated. And I do believe that being strong is often overrated. In fact, I list it as one of the unhealthy coping strategies for dealing with disappointment in my last book, Expectation Hangover. Here's why. Often it involves a lot of suppression, and I'll talk more about that in the wrap-up after the show, and you'll hear me coach Kelsey through it. 
I also talk in this episode about compensatory strategies. It's a term I made up. So if you're a longtime listener, you've heard me talk about this and this will be a refresher. But for those of you who are new to the show or may not have heard me talk about compensatory strategies or haven't taken my mastery course, let me quickly tell you what they are. So anytime as a young person, child, we get hurt, we don't feel safe, we feel left out, we feel not worthy, anytime we feel less than in any way, our, our ego, our psyche really, really is scared. It suffers. And so it has to find a way to feel more than, to compensate for where we feel like we're not enough or unworthy or unlovable in some way. And traditional compensatory strategies are things like people-pleasing, caretaking, overachieving, being addicted to control, things like that, being the kind of performer comedian. If you want to learn more about compensatory strategies, get Expectation Hangover or take Mastery with me and you can discover what yours is. So before I tease up some questions for you to consider as you're listening to this episode, I want to talk to you about your wardrobe. Would you say you like your wardrobe? Would you say you're a great shopper? Maybe some of you are. I am not a great shopper and I love hacking anything in my life. Like whatever is the most efficient and best way to do something, I want to do it. So I have discovered how to hack shopping so that I can shop better and not just go to the mall and end up with another pair of black yoga pants and V-neck t-shirt. <laughs> That's basically my uniform sometime. So now you can hack shopping and shop the productive way like I am and end up with stuff you actually love with Stitch Fix. Whether you're looking to express your personal style, dress for the job you want, or just try something new, Stitch Fix can style you on your time. You don't even have to leave the house. That's what I mean by hacking shopping. Just fill out your style profile online and Stitch Fix will send clothes, shoes, and accessories picked out just for you. Your size, your lifestyle, your budget, and of course, what you like. Each box contains five items you can try on at home so you can see what works with your wardrobe. You only pay for the items you keep. And sending back everything is easy. Stitch Fix covers shipping both ways for return and exchanges too. And there's no subscription required. I repeat, there's no subscription required. You can get your fix monthly, quarterly, or whatever you like. So start now and go to stitchfix.com slash over it and you'll get 25% off when you keep all five items in your box. That's S-T-I-T-C-H-F-I x.com slash over it to try stitch fix today. So before we go into this call, I want you to consider a few things. Are you struggling with finances or a job you hate and you'd love some clarity about how to shift that? Do you relate to being strong? Do you think you have to be strong? Do you really relish in the fact that others acknowledge you for being strong? What does vulnerability mean to you? Is it a weakness? Would you admit that you're a bit of an overachiever, control freak, type A personality, and you feel a lot quote unquote safer when you are in control? And finally, how are you at surrender? How are you just letting go and trusting that things really will work themselves out? Keep these questions in mind as you listen to my call with Kelsey. Kelsey, welcome to the show. What's your question? Hi, Christine. I am calling today because I feel as if I'm having a block around my finances. So currently where I'm at at the moment is I am working in a job that I am not satisfied with. I'm living with my grandfather. I'm helping to take care of him right now. And yet it seems like I can never save money, even though I'm not paying rent right now. But I did have a health condition. I had breast cancer. And so it's been a pretty costly 
complete illness. And so mm. um, it seems like I'm getting behind on medical bills and things like that. And my energy levels aren't quite back to where they were before diagnosis. So, sure. uh, so to pretty much, um, you know, the, the, the main thing that I'm having an issue with is just kind of building you know, building wealth again and recovering and, and coming back. And, um, I might have a job interview next week. I'm still trying to figure all that out, but I'm going to stop you because I'm going to interrupt a pattern that probably is underneath the breast cancer is underneath not being satisfied is underneath, uh, not being able to save money. So I just want to pause and acknowledge what it challenging journey you've had. Thank you. (laughs) And what I'm sensing in you is that you sort of just plow through your life because you're quote unquote strong. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very much so. I mean, my campaign, if you will, uh, during treatment was like, I'm Kelsey strong and, um, Mm. I've had a lot happen in my life in general. And, um, I always feel like I'm onto the next thing. I had kind of a a little bit of a rough upbringing too. And, um, yeah, and I just want to slow down. Okay. Okay. But what scares you about slowing down? Uh, something bad could possibly be around the corner. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Have you ever heard me talk about compensatory strategies? Yes, most definitely. Do you have a sense of what yours is? <sighs> I feel like there's more than one. Um, I feel like the high achiever is definitely one so that I can get out of the situation that I was brought up in. Sometimes um, I could be a comedian. Oh gosh, there's another one too. A caretaker. Caretaker mm-hmm. is also another one of mine too. What about control? Yes. See, to me, that sits on top of all of them. Mm-hmm. Like you don't feel safe unless you feel like you have control. And notice I'm using the word feel like you have control. So I'm guessing that you grew up with a lot of chaos and unpredictability. Yeah. I even walked myself to school when I was five because my dad wasn't responsible enough to take me. So yeah, I've, I've had a lot of, a lot of chaos for sure. So my love, you have been through a lot starting at a young age. And yeah. the, the moving through it and probably suppressing all your feelings and having just a quote unquote be strong, which I describe as one of the kind of not great coping strategies when it comes to any kind of disappointment or hardship has led you into a pattern of suppression, starting emotionally, which may have had something to do with the cancer, but also suppression of your freedom of expression, suppression of your self-worth, suppression of you feeling free, and this need to control because it's the only way you know how to feel safe Mm -hmm. has helped you up into this point. But it is the very thing that is your biggest obstacle right now. Yes. So what did you hear me say in that? That there's a lot of suppression around, um, like I, I, I'm pretty much suppressing how I really feel about things because I feel like I need to be in control all the time. 
Right. And you understand that that's how you make yourself feel safe. Yes. So what is your definition of safety? Um, gosh, that's a good question. Um, I mean, right now I feel very safe living with my grandfather because he was, um, he and my grandmother both, you know, really took care of me, um, during my really dark and tough times. Safety to me is also actually trusting the universe, just trusting people all around me. Um, even though I've had chaos and everything, um, safety is but let alone me, time. Let me ask you that. So I, I get that you mentally trust the universe, but how often do you really, really let go of control? Take your hands off the steering wheel and totally surrender. I would say probably never. Maybe. Okay. Okay. Thank you for your honesty. Because I have a feeling that that would be really, really scary for you to do. Because the one person you've always been able to count on is you. Yeah. And that's great. How amazing that you're so reliable to yourself. <laughs> but it's stressful. It well, is. it's stressful. And it's also whenever we're so tightly wound one way, the psyche, the ego, whatever we want to call it, tries to balance it in another way. And so another thing that comes up a lot on this show is, is when we're so controlled in one way, we will rebel or sabotage in another. Yeah. And the way that may happen in you is in spending or in not being good with your money or whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. So how do you, well, let me ask you, how do you rebel? How do you sabotage? Oh gosh. Um, I, that's a good question. I'm not exactly sure. I mean, even when I look at my spending, I, I keep track of my finances. Um, I try to adhere to the 50, 20, 30 plan, but it's like my credit cards have all reached their upper limits. I mean, you know, and, and I feel like lately what I've been spending my money on is, is really like good things. I'm not yeah. going out and frivolously spending or anything like that. But I think maybe my past is kind of caught up to me. Your past spending? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I really hear that there's medical bills and that's not like going to Vegas on a whim. Yeah. No, yeah, definitely yeah, not. Yeah. No, I, I really hear that and I really respect that, but you can see how it showed up in the past. Yes. And the saboteur may also come up in, you know, you may sabotage yourself by just being really mean to yourself. I, I am. That's what it is that I'm, I'm exceptionally, exceptionally hard on myself. Um, yeah. And so I, I've had a tendency to beat myself up over the fact that career wise, I'm not exactly where I'm, where I would like to be, or, um, you know, I'm not in the same place as my friends. I've taken a very different path in this life and I tend to beat myself up about it quite a bit. Tell me about your path. What do you mean you've taken a different path? When I was 23, I moved across the country, not knowing anybody, maybe about two or three people to start fresh. And, um, you know, obviously going through cancer, that's a big one. Um, well, hold on. Let me go back to that 23. So you told me a few minutes ago that you've never really surrendered. Uh-huh. 
Was that move at 23 an example of surrender? Was that a huge leap of faith? It was. It was something that I planned, though. I planned I planned it all because I wanted to get out. I, I, I thought that a new location would mean that I could recreate my life. And um, I didn't realize I take me I took me with me. So, right. Uh, okay. So it wasn't yeah. that you were shown to move there. You decided to move there and then made it happen. Yes. Gotcha. Important distinction. So in a way, it was a runaway. It yes. was a, if I change my external conditions, then maybe I'll feel better on yes. some level. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So what work have you done to heal your past? Oh my gosh. I've done, I feel like I've done years of talk therapy. Um, I mean, it started, you know, from the age of 10, um, just to, um, yeah, I mean, I've been through a lot of counseling. I feel, um, I've taken one of your master classes mm-hmm. actually. Um, I, I journal quite a bit. I try to write, um, I try to open up and be vulnerable about, my situation to just kind of open up that dialogue with people. Um, but I, I feel like I, I hit, I've hit a wall almost to where I'm not overcoming it at all. Well, and that from my point of view has to do with that little girl inside Mm -hmm. who just is looking for somebody to tell her everything's okay. You're okay. And you're safe and you're worthy. And there's nothing wrong with you. Yeah. So it's, it's, you can talk and process and journal, but it really comes down to how you are with yourself inside yourself. Yes. And it's funny because the, the past nine months or so I have been, I guess, talking to myself, just trying to be kinder and, and practicing mindfulness and not putting myself down and, um, just, just recognizing that. But it seems like deep, deep in, um, I, I just, I haven't got to that point where I feel empowered over my situation, even though it, it appears like I'm very strong. Yeah. So what would it look like if you weren't strong? Hmm. Uh, I think just very different. How? Um, I, I think that it would look like, um, maybe other people speaking for me or me living my life for somebody else altogether. And it just doesn't seem like the way that I want it. Mm. What's your definition of strong? Um, I think it's resilience, just being able to bounce back regardless of, of what happens. Um, you know, and recently it's been like vulnerability, just being more vulnerable and and trying to open up and just say, Hey, I'm, I'm not doing as well as what I thought I was doing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's very courageous. Mm -hmm. That's very courageous. Um, and I love that you're leaning into more vulnerability and I'd love to support you in disidentifying with this strong word. Yes. Because in that there's a level of expectation that you put on yourself. Like, it's like, okay, I can be vulnerable. Like I can talk like you're talking to me right now, but I still got to do something like action still needs to be taken. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's like my work is never done. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. 
And in that, there's no room for surrender. There's no room for trust. There's no way to be. See, a lot of times we have to experience the discomfort we experienced as a child, as an adult, to go through it in a different way. Hmm. Does that make sense? No. What does it make? Ask me questions. I, I just don't know what you mean. I, I don't think I heard you properly on what you said. Okay. So in your childhood, there was a lot of not knowing. There was a lot of uncertainty. There was a lot yes. of feeling out of control. Yes. So to deal with that, you like to be in control all the time. Even if you have a vulnerable moment, there's still an action plan. You still need to be resilient. You still need to know what's coming. You yes. with me so far? Yes. So sometimes we have to experience a similar feeling of feeling out of control or something that kind of reminds us of how we felt when we were a child as an adult and deal with it in a different way. See, the thing is you're, you're chronically, you've got a chronic feeling of feeling unsettled because you never really resolved uh -huh. it from childhood. Uh -huh. So it's kind of still happening, but you, I'm coaching you to even go more extreme with it and let yourself be in even more uncertainty right now and allow your healthy adult to parent you through it in a different way. So let's, let's talk examples. Cause I know, I know this is kind of hard to process. So yeah, right now the initial question was about finances. Yes. And you're going, what should I do? What should I do? What should I do? You're looking for another job looking for an answer on something external. Yes. Correct? Yes. So how could you do that in a different way that didn't involve so much quote unquote resilience, control, and planning? How could you approach this current dilemma that you're having in a different way? I feel like I need to start asking and trusting other people. Asking what? Asking who? Oh gosh. And see, that's what I don't know. I don't. <sighs> Here would be my recommendation. Uh huh. I would give yourself a month of sitting in the unknowing, of being in. I have a job that I'm not satisfied in. I don't know how I'm going to pay my bills, but I am just going to bathe myself in love every day. I'm going to be so kind to myself. I'm going to look at myself every day in the mirror and say, you are worthy. I'm going to ask for help when I need it. I'm going to allow people to buy me a cup of coffee without feeling like I have to pay them back. I'm oh, just yeah, going to, I, I kind of thought so. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to sit in meditation with my palms up rather than holding so tightly to the steering wheel of my life. And I'm going to be asked to be shown. I'm going to create a feeling of safety and security inside of me, inside of me and self-worth and let my little girl know, let, let my psyche know that even if I don't know what my next job is going to be, how I'm going to pay this bill, I'm okay and I'm safe. Okay. So why do you think I'm encouraging you to do that? Because if I continue on the same path that I'm, I'm going, I, I'm probably not going to steer myself in a very good direction. I, I think it's just going to continue to be this like kind of self-sabotaging pattern that I'm so dissatisfied with. And 
and also, I mean, I do have a sense of feeling like I don't belong or like I'm a burden because of the fact that when I was so young, um, you know, my parents weren't necessarily there. Right. And there was a level of selfishness there. Right. Right. So in a way, you asked me about finances, but what you're really asking me is, I don't feel safe. How do I feel safe? How do I feel secure? Because I still feel like I'm in fight or flight mode. Yes, I hear you. Mm -hmm. I hear you. And so the answer isn't in an outside thing. It's not living with your grandparents. It's not another job. It's not any of those things. Those things can temporarily help. And I love that you're in your grandparents' house because at least you know you have a roof over your head. Yes. I wouldn't be recommending this to you if you weren't. But can you see how it's very hard to heal something when you're constantly in the reactive pattern of what keeps the wound open? It's like you're picking the scab. Mm-hmm. Versus if you stop and allow yourself be in the discomfort of it, because you try to soothe your discomfort through resilience, through planning, through action. Yes. You have not yet learned how to soothe your comfort through love and faith and trust. You go outside in instead of inside out. Mm. And this is a beautiful test of faith. And I can relate personally. I have to move unexpectedly and everything about me wants to sign a lease and know where my address is. But I also want, I've been, you know, I'm, I'm constantly growing and there's, there's a pattern that I've had for a long time of like needing to have my ducks in a row and things organized, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> not being uh-huh. ungrounded, not being unsettled. I hate that feeling. Right? <laughs> and I just can feel that the only way that pattern is going to go forever and I'm going to step into a deeper level of trust and really allowing the universe to show me is by putting my stuff in storage and just going where I'm called for at least a month, for at least a month. And then I can reevaluate. And that's why I'm, I'm telling you to do this for a month. You can do this for a month, can't you? Yes. Can you see the value in what I'm encouraging you to do? Yes. Yes, I can. I still don't know what it looks like. I still don't know what it looks like. I don't know if it's what I tell myself. Whatever you normally do, you do the opposite. Huh. So let's, let's, let's give examples. So okay. normally when you're in a panic about money, what do you do? Oh, I, I just get into this. I, I just get really anxious. I get really anxious and I kind of berate myself a little bit and, um, I, I, I just, I cringe every time I swipe the card. It's just an awful feeling, honestly. And I scramble and I make, and I try to make everything work. Right. Right. And do you think that becomes you more of a magnet for money and abundance? No, not at all. It's the opposite. Right. So what if in those moments instead, you first were with that little girl and you're like, I know you're scared, but I'm here. I'm here. Mm-hmm. It's everything's going to be Okay. And if in those moments you made a list of all the abundance in your life, you could list people, you could list your great, your great running shoes. You could list 
the fact that you had a great green juice that morning. You could list your grandfather. You could list a lot of things. Yes. So it's breaking that pattern of going into panic and going into reassurance and collecting evidence for all the ways that you are okay. Yeah. And I did, I actually just did that this week where I just wrote down every, everything. I just went on a tangent and it felt so good to get into that headspace of just the, the blessings that I have and how grateful I am mm-hmm. to, to be here. Um, because when there was, was just the time. It when was just uh, two days ago. I did that. Huh? And when did you get booked to be on the show? <laughs> yesterday. Uh-huh. <laughs> and should... I felt like I needed to ask, like I, I, I asked for clarity this week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I got goosebumps. <laughs> mm-hmm. See, do you see how yeah. it works? Yeah. And I think I just need to drop, you know, worrying about what other people think of me and the expectations of where I'm supposed to be and just kind of enjoy the ride a little bit more and just maybe be the passenger instead of the driver. Yeah. Well, and especially if you, you know, (laughs) I am not a doctor or a medical psychic, but based on a lot of conversations with a lot of people Mm -hmm. and seeing patterns, I can tell you that you're, you're in remission right now? Yes, I am. I'm okay. actually going to be in remission uh, for three years in a couple of days. Amazing. Congratulations. Yeah. So let's keep Thank it that you. way by dropping the people pleaser. Okay. Because carrying yeah. what other people think, people pleasing leads to suppression. Most definitely. And if it's, it's guilt, like it's a lot of guilt and I just, yeah. I'm so sick of feeling guilty, Christine. Yeah, that's, it's not even a feeling. It's just a physiological response to thoughts. Yeah. And there's nothing to feel guilty about. Here's the, here's how I like to flip it. I want you to start feeling more guilty about abandoning your little girl inside of you. Oh, that's good. Cause that's something you can actually do something about. Yes. Absolutely. So what's present for you? How are you feeling now? Still slightly confused as to how I'm going to get in touch with her. I feel, I feel somewhat better. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I feel like I, I need to be asking you more, but it's just, it's just like what I am on the inside and I'm, I'm like, okay, I got to work on this. Right. I know that I do. <laughs> right. Well, and, and, and you, you want an answer and I'm not giving you answers per se. I mean, I am, yeah. but I'm not. Yes. I, I didn't go into, okay, you have a block around finances. Let's talk about where your job is and how you could do this and budget. Like I didn't go into practical mode because I didn't feel that was what would serve you best. That would just be the controlling part of me matching the controlling part of you. And we could geek out over achiever together. (laughs) And that's just like one of the reasons why I don't feel very good because it's like, okay, what's next? What's next? What's next? What else can I do? I've, you know, I, I can take, you know, um, I, I can give myself credit for the accomplishments that I've had and, you know, getting through everything that I've, I've gotten through. But at the same time, it's like, I just, I don't want to have to go through more to prove anything to myself or to anybody. Yep. Mm-hmm. Amen. So when this yeah. podcast airs, I want you to listen to that 
what you just said, like on repeat. Okay. (laughs) And you asked me, you know, about dealing, how you connect with the little girl. You can write to her, like you write and then she writes. You can use pictures to connect. You can just put one hand on your heart and just feel back. There's just Google inner child meditations. There's, there's many of them. There's an app called Insight Timer. It's free. And mm-hmm. there's, I don't have my phone in front of me, but there's one particular meditation. If you just Google inner child, when I do the wrap up after this in the recording, I'll, yes. I'll tell people what the exact name of it is. Um, but if you just go to Insight Timer, Google inner child meditation, there's a lot there. So there's so many resources out there. Wonderful. So what, what I, I'm encouraging is, is to go into research mode to give yourself tools to connect, but that's different than doing mode, right? So rather than reacting to the fear, we're looking at really what's underneath this and how do we soothe that part of you? Okay. So like you said, when you were a child, you often felt ignored, abandoned, Yeah. I don't know if those were the exact words, but that's the essence. Yes. Yes. So you can't do that to yourself anymore. And you don't realize you're doing it because you think you're taking care of yourself by keeping yourself so busy and controlling and planning and doing and action and this and that. But all the while you're neglecting your, your emotional needs to feel safe, to feel soothed, to feel tended to, to feel like you're going to be taken care of. So in this 30-day plan, give God, the universe, whatever you call it, an uh-huh. opportunity to show you that your higher guidance, spirit, universe has your back. And yeah. let you getting, I mean, it it I put these openings up and they get they get snatched up so quick. Let yeah. let the fact that you got this session literally the day after you shifted and asked be feedback. Yes. Yes. So does that help you be, get a little more clear on the what and the how? Yeah. Okay. And no, it's it going to feel, it's going to feel awkward. It's going to feel like you got into somebody else's car and the seat is not adjusted. To, like you got into <laughs> like a basketball yeah. player's car or, you yeah. know, a really, really <laughs> small person. It like doesn't fit. And you're going to be like, oh, I, I have to adjust all this. Like it doesn't feel quite right. So just know that and be with yourself in that in a different way. Be with yourself in the uncertainty and the quote unquote chaos Okay. without going into control and doing and planning. So, so does this come from like doing what I want? to, to do, like, I guess that's what I'm, I guess that's another thing is like, how do I know that I'm not like repeating my old patterns? You'll know how it feels. If you notice yourself energetically, like speeding up, like you were in the beginning of the call where you're like, this is my question. Let me skip over the fact that I had breast cancer. Let me get to the question. (laughs) When, (laughs) when you're going, you can feel it energetically in your body. Like when you're moving fast, you, you will start to feel. So for example, in the beginning of our call, your body was uh-huh. in fight or flight. Yeah. Can you feel how your body feels different now? Yeah. Yeah, I can. 
How does it feel different? I can just feel actually in my chest. Like I don't feel, um, so like, boom, 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 boom. Yeah. boom. Uh-huh. That's, how That's you know. what it is. And in my, my body feel, doesn't feel so tense either. So That's and how I don't you know. feel so like in my head. There you go. That's how you know. Okay. Okay. Let all this marinate. Yeah. There's a part of you that understands everything that I said. So trust that okay. and just be still in those moments when you want to do, just sit and be. And if you need to cry, that's okay. Like it, it's, I'm not saying you're going to sit and meditate and just, it's just going to be groovy. Some stuff may come up, be yeah. with it, be with it, tend to it, mother and father and parent yourself. Yeah. And I've actually had practice with doing that because, um, you know, I, I, I had to read a book, um, this year I had to, um, read a book about narcissism mm-hmm. and, um, a, a big part of that is like becoming the, the parent that you didn't have. Yep. Exactly. Now's okay. the time. Now's the time. And when it comes to the money and the job, and when you're in your meditation with your palms up, not white knuckling the steering wheel of your life, you can just say, okay, God, show me. Why do you want me? I, I am tired of solving all my own problems and taking care of myself. Help. Yeah. Just yeah. like, just like you did a couple of days ago. And here we are. Here we are. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you, Kelsey, for being willing to step out of being so strong and instead step into being courageous and vulnerable. And I know that your courageous vulnerability will help so many people that are listening to the show much more so than if you had just been strong. So let's talk about this episode. The biggest issue was Kelsey's feeling of not feeling safe. And all of us experience that in some way. And we deal with making ourselves feel safe in different ways. We outsource it for a while until we learn how to create it inside ourselves. Sometimes we look for it in other people. Sometimes we run into a relationship. Maybe we're workaholics to make a lot of money because that makes us feel safe. In her case, it was being in control and everything in her life. That's how she created a sense of safety. And so she was a doer. She was a planner. If she didn't feel in control, that felt too scary. And yes, she called in asking me about her job and money. And I really didn't answer that question because my sense was that it would serve her better to help her deal with the pattern that was creating the problem in the first place. As you heard when she asked the initial question, she just plowed right over some major things like a difficult childhood and breast cancer. (laughs) So let's talk about being strong for a moment. Yes, resilience is important, but we want to make sure we're not doing it by suppression. We must be willing to feel, acknowledge, and heal old wounds. Now, being a victim or feeling sorry for ourselves is not what emotional processing is about. Identifying with our story is not what I'm encouraging you to do because we can truly heal and liberate ourselves from anything, but you have to be willing to deal with the what isness of your life. And the what isness of Kelsey's life is that she grew up in a chaotic home, she didn't feel safe, and she used a compensatory strategy of control. And then also overachiever, people pleaser, caretaker, but it's really all about control because she uses all those things to feel a sense of control and power. And what's going to create changes in her life when it comes to her money, job, and even her health is to create a feeling of internal safety. So she has to acknowledge, okay, as a kid, I did not feel safe. 
I've compensated for that as an adult by being in control, but that isn't really getting me what I want. So I've got to go back and look at, all right, I didn't feel safe as a kid. I've got to find a way to make that little one inside of me feel safe. So I don't keep playing out this same old pattern over and over and over again. That brings me to the assignment I gave Kelsey. Basically, I told her to do 30 days of nothing, which is crazy for someone who likes to be in control because we create the feeling of being controlled by doing. I'm giving Kelsey and you permission to be a human being rather than just a human doing, to get out of your own freaking way and allow the universe to provide. The only way you know trust and faith is if you stop trying to control everything got to slow down enough to hear your intu- intuition. You've got to give the universe some time to make some magic happen for you. Miracles will happen. And I'm in this with you. You know, I share openly about what's going on in my life. I'm in a free fall right now myself. I'm sitting in my home right now. And in three weeks, I have to be out of here. And as you know, I'm going to Australia. Stuff's going in storage. And I'm giving the universe some time to show me and to set up what I'm supposed to do rather than going into my typical Virgo control. I need to sign a lease. I need everything to be organized. Oh my gosh, I'm going to feel so displaced. What a great experiment to further reinforce that home is inside of me and that feeling of safety inside of me. And what a greater opportunity to practice surrender. So I'm doing it for 30 days. Kelsey's doing it for 30 days. Join us. Where can you let go in your life for 30 days and allow the universe to surprise you and internally source those feelings you're looking for. So for Kelsey, it's not like she's going to sit around and eat bonbons all day and wait for the universe to like knock on her door with all her life's dreams. What she's going to be doing is she's going to be creating a feeling of internal safety by being with that little girl, by focusing on what she's grateful for, by asking for help, both from her higher power and from actual people. So it's not like she's doing nothing, but it's a different orientation to how she's quote unquote doing. So some action steps for you. The meditation I mentioned to her. So the app is called Insight Timer. It's free. It looks like a little Tibetan bowl. And the specific meditation that I really have liked is called Healing Inner Child and Emotional Processing Meditation by Erin Garrity. I don't know, Erin. I really thought this was a great meditation. So go, Erin. If if for any reason you listen to the show, I love your meditation. Also, compensatory strategies, identify what yours are. Go get expectation hangover. If you, if you listen to the show and you don't have expectation hangover or even 20 something, 20 everything or 20 something manifesto, if you're in your twenties or early thirties, get those books. They will take what you're learning on this show to the next level. Join me and Kelsey for 30 days of doing it differently. Where can you surrender? Where can you let go? Where can you move from white knuckling that steering wheel of your life and sit with your palms up in surrender? really think about that. We can all do a surrender experiment together. And for those of you who are like, yeah, yeah, yeah. All the surrender stuff sounds great, but I need to get my money organized. I need to take some action. I've been a little bit too much in the being and not enough in the doing. And I know that's especially true for a lot of creatives and creative entrepreneurs. So I have a solution for you. You know, as creatives, we're in the business of turning our ideas into value for customers. The thing is we need time to cultivate fresh ideas, which is exactly where our sponsor FreshBooks can help. FreshBooks makes cloud accounting software for creative professionals that's so straightforward to use. You'll save hours every week and have more time to let your creativity flourish. 
and get organized at the same time because you got to have both. And if that's not enough incentive, the FreshBooks platform has been rebuilt from the ground up. They've taken simplicity and speed to an entirely new level and added powerful new features. I can't cover them all, but sending a branded invoice in under 30 seconds and enabling online payments in two clicks are good examples. There's also a new projects feature where you can invite employees or contractors to collaborate and easily share information, files, and updates. If you're listening to this and not using FreshBooks yet, and now would be the time to try it because FreshBooks is offering an unrestricted 30-day free trial for all my listeners. That's so awesome. No credit cards required. All you have to do is go to freshbooks.com slash Christine and enter over it and on with it. And how did you hear about a section? You know, I'm telling you, these sponsors, I approve all these sponsors. Nothing gets on this show unless I believe in the company. And they're offering you some really great deals. 30-day free trial. No credit card required. Go get it. Freshbooks.com slash Christine. All right, everybody, that is our show for this week. Remember to check out Coach's Corner on Saturdays and new coaching episodes up every Wednesday. Much love and many blessings. Thank you for listening to Over It Non With It. I love hearing from you, so please post your comments or questions at christinehasler.com slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive coaching from me in an upcoming episode. And if you love this show, please share it and subscribe on iTunes. You can find all my social media handles and sign up to be part of my community at christinehasler.com. Until next week, here's to getting over it and on with it. Much love and many blessings. Blessings.